Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Talking Real Money, the show that helps you deal with your dough and and your life. And you can call us with questions. It's absolutely free. 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, even though we don't always answer it. We only answer it during the show. But you can call us almost anytime. 855-935-8255. So stop by. Give us a call. I'm Don. That's Tom. And coming up in a couple of minutes, we'll talk about the shiniest investment for 2020. Not the best, just the shiniest. It's shining bright right it's now. just mm. shiny. That's all it is. Someone called it a pet rock of investing. We'll tell you why in just a couple minutes. I still think that was spot on. but Yeah, yeah he did so a Mia because... culpa thing on it, but I, mm. I didn't think we'll it was see. appropriate. I didn't think he needed nope. to. 855-935-TALK. Give us a call, and uh, let's just get to the phones because we've got somebody waiting from before. Hey, Raj, welcome to Talking Real Money. Hey, guys. Thank you for taking my call. Love your show and the banter. Uh, my question is about investing strategy for an HSA account. Uh, as far as the asset location decision in his latest book on retirement planning, Larry Swedro recommends having bonds in the IRA or 401k and the equity funds in the taxable account. And I believe you guys also have similar advice. And uh, all of you all for the Roth uh, recommend having mostly equity investments. Larry, in fact, recommends having the most aggressive equity class, such as small cap value in the Roth. I was wondering what your recommendations would be for the HSA account with regards to the types of asset classes, considering its potential triple tax advantage like a Roth, and also not being subject to RMDs. Should I therefore approach it like a Roth as well if I plan to not make any withdrawals until 65 or beyond? Well, first of all, I want to say that uh, we have the highest respect for Larry Swedro, somebody we've known and worked with for 25 years. So most of his advice I I, I, I really like. Um, and for everything you've outlined so far, I agree. Number one question generally is with an HSA, what kind of funds are available? Yeah, usually there aren't a lot of choices in most HSAs. And do you know what you could get your could put the money fidelity. into, Raj? They seem to have. What was that? Well, again, I, you, I don't think you can get into any funded fidelity, can you, or can you? Uh, we can, actually, yeah. So I can pretty much pick any okay. uh, ETF uh, that I want in my brokerage account there. But the deal, the thing with HSAs, though, is despite the fact that they can be roll forward forever, basically, the, the deal is, though, mm-hmm. you're going to you, – you're, you're probably going to use some of the money – currently so you need some liquidity so it's kind of a it, it it's a bit confusing as to which direction to take so i wouldn't put it all in stocks for that reason i mean I, again i really like the structure you talked about earlier about putting you know sort of tax inefficient things in iras that makes sense right because there's no taxation on that till it comes out Roth IRAs makes total sense to be as, as risky as you can take. Input the, you know, U.S. small cap value, international small value, the parts of the portfolio that has been the most productive, those grow tax-free. I think that makes a great deal of sense. A taxable account, again, should probably hold stocks because they generally are stock mutual funds because they're generally more efficient, especially the right types. You get into the HSA, I agree with Don. I would probably have a balance. I'd have some bonds because, again, you may need the money. 
and you don't want a whole lot of volatility mm-hmm. if you're going to have to pull something and Ill, out. Illiquidity, yeah. Right, and uh, and yet it's uh, if it's unlikely that you're going to ever spend some of it, then I would want it in stock. So yeah, I think a balanced approach probably makes sense. I, I don't know that there's one fidelity fund I would recommend, but they have some very fine products that are low expense and index. I agree. Uh, I okay, that sounds good. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. All right, Raj. Thanks so much for stopping by. 855. That means it's a toll-free call like those matter anymore because they don't. <laughs> you know, it's funny, though. We used to fight for 800 numbers. I know. You know, Crazy, like getting an 800 number was like pulling teeth. Vestry is lucky. Vestry has an 800 number. I know. Only 11 because, years now. Yeah. No. You know, that number is 30 years old. That was that, that. Like we, I bought that for my ago. newsletter years ago. Ah. Debbie picked it out because it actually, our number for Vestry spells fund 004. F-U-N-D 004. And that means something because. I know, I know. She just picked it. <laughs> what about 007? So, Come on, I can so see that. So when we started but, yeah. Vestry, I said, hey, I got an extra 800 number sitting around. You want it? I believe I said yes. Yes, at that time we were shoestringing it. 855-935-TALK is the number to call to be a part of the show. We've got lines open for you. You can also send questions to Don at TalkingRealMoney.com. And um, we're going to talk about that shiny investment that we don't like much. Don't go away. Don and Don are talking real money. We don't believe in seat-of-your-pants investing. We believe investing should be based on solid science, on academic research. That's why on July 29th, we'll be hosting a brand new class, The New Science of Real Investing, at 8 a.m. via Zoom. Get your tickets right now at TalkingRealMoney.com. Just click on the New Events button or the Events button and reserve your place. Go to TalkingRealMoney.com and make sure you're there to learn the science of real investing in our next online Zoom class. Go to TalkingRealMoney.com. Click on the Events button. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Yeah, we got a line. It's all yours. You can take it right now at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Or you can send me a question, Don, at TalkingRealMoney.com, and I do have one of those. But but we've been meaning to talk about that shiny metal that people keep <laughs> insisting on claiming is an investment. I hate what is, using I, the I, I gotta, word investment for gold. I've got a quiz for you. Yeah, what's up 24% this year has seen a double in the amount of money that's rushed into the exchange-traded fund that holds it. It's on my bank and account. Going, nope. And nope. Going, going back to 1980, Yeah. this investment has made less than half of 1% a year. That's my point. That is my underlying point. Gold or any other precious metal, is not an investment because, by my definition, an investment is something that can either grow in value, create more value independently, or pays interest. Gold does neither of those. It can't become well, more valuable of, its, uh, of I, itself. I love, I actually, and I can remember when Jason Zweig called it, a pet rock, mm-hmm. because that's exactly what it is. A pet rock is only worth something yeah, because you I say it one is. Of those. Yeah. yeah, that's it. There, there is it, it unless something's falling off and you're eating it, which I'm unaware of. I never did that with my pet rock, 
But in all seriousness, there is no other value other than what the next person says it's worth. It has it, it's not no dividends, no interest, no growth. Really. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's not reproducing if you put it in your safe. So but gold has been so popular this year. And, and I know it reached a record on Friday. I think it's nineteen hundred dollars an ounce. And by the way, uh, by the way, the fact in. the fact that it hit a new record leads me to believe with something like that that cannot of itself become more valuable that this could be one of the worst times ever to invest in it. Invest. I think in you're probably. I think you're probably it. right. Well, because if you go back to 2011 when people right it had done that and then it lost six percent. Then in 2012 lost eight thirty eight percent the next three years. Because exactly what happened, Don, people had piled into the trade after it already had made the money. And then just in time for it to go backwards for a long period of time. Um, if you're thinking of investing in gold, I would say don't. I, that said, <laughs> yeah, there we no, go. That said, that was easy. That said, the portfolios that we recommend, whether it's do it yourself at Vanguard or the portfolios we use for our clients, using mutual funds from uh, Dimensional. We own companies that mine gold. We own companies that clean gold. We own companies that turn it into jewelry or other. So you, we own gold in a way. We don't own it locked up in my safe. That's the That's only the way difference. you really can make, create wealth from gold, is when you take it from that yellowish rock, the ore, that exists in the mountain and you crush it and you cyanide it and you do all these things to it and you turn it into a shiny metal that looks good in a ring. That is creating value. And by the way, I want to just 1980, January of 1980, inflation was running rampant. Everybody had for the past, for the previous decade, poured money into gold because we'd had a terrible scare economically. So adjusted for inflation in January of 1980, one ounce of gold sold for, let's say you, you went, oh, oh, everybody's buying gold. I'm going to buy it right here. You bought it in January 1980. What did you pay for it? Inflation adjusted dollars. $2,250. And today, 1900 1900 So that yeah. is the math. 40 years and six months, and you've lost money. I don't know of another investment that's lost money over 40 years except a bad stock. Pets.com? A bad stock. No, no, they're gone. I don't think they're around yeah. anymore. I, I, yeah. I, the S&P 500 over that same period? Oh, let's find out. Aren't you dying? Oh, uh, how about real estate in an island that's being overtaken? I know I'm. I'm making. I know, but I, I. You know what? I am absolutely here. curious what other assets did over that same exact period from January of 1980. I got to pull them through, up, so I'm killing time to do just that. The this is through the end of June 2020. You got it. S and P 500. Including dividends starting in 1980. Okay, bankity, Uh Let's see. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I got to recalculate this. If you put that same $2,200 in the S&P 500 
It would yeah. be worth a hundred and seventy thousand. Wait, let me do it again. Hold on. I just want to make sure my See. math is right. I just want to make sure my math is right because I don't like getting this wrong. Yes, a hundred and eighty nine thousand dollars. Because stocks, I think I did look at this, are up about eight percent a year in that same period. No, eleven and a Even, half. Oh, okay. For some reason, the article I saw said eight. But anyway, yeah, they've made a lot more money than being. But you felt safer because you were in gold. No, but I want to get that. I, I need I need to repeat this. It's so incredible when you think about it. 1980, gold, $2,250 an ounce. Today, 1800 and change. An ounce. No, I think it's. I think it hit nineteen. Yesterday. Nineteen. Okay. Well, so your twenty-two hundred is now worth nineteen. You lost three hundred dollars over forty years. Got it. Put that same money in the stock market, which, by the way, in nineteen eighty was a very scary place to be. Put it all in the S and P five hundred. That's all. You didn't go global. You just did S and P five hundred, and you let that ride for forty years. You had a hundred, and you didn't add anything. Hundred eighty-nine thousand dollars. I came up with something else that might have lost money in 40 years. Uh-huh. Real estate in Detroit. Good one. Good one. I bet you're right on that. Thank I, you. I downtown I, I Detroit, I, probably. Because yeah, I, I do remember that having some so, some troubled times. Why are you buying gold? Why are you buying gold? Some people will say, I'm buying gold. I'm buying gold because the world's falling apart. It's too scary. Right. Well, okay, let's take that out to its ultimate extreme. Let's tell now, me. Wait, you're saying people that own gold, the physical gold. Right. Right. Not the exchange traded fund. No. The world comes to an end. You're not going to be able to get your yeah. money from that either. Yeah. So not let's. Gonna matter. No, no. I want to go to real worst, truly worst case scenario. Let's go really bad. Not nuclear Global war. Meltdown. No, not nuclear war. Let's let's say we have what happened in night in the 1940s to the world. We have another global, global conflict where a hundred million, two hundred million people die, and the war, the the countries are messed up, destroyed. Remember, Europe in 1945 was parts of it were just desolate, destroyed. Wow. Japanese uh, or Japan destroyed some of the islands, China destroyed all these areas. Within a within a decade, all of that got rebuilt, and the economies were humming again. So, unless an asteroid hits us. Why are you betting on worst-case scenarios? Just dumb. Because we've never had anything like the situation today. Oh, sure. No, no, it's never been as bad as COVID. Oh, folks, come on. Take a deep breath. It's going to be okay. 855-935. Tom and Don are talking real money. You've heard that about 99% of all financial advisors are not always required to act in your best interest. You've probably been pitched financial products by all manner of friends and relatives, and the investing you have done is probably a hodgepodge of ill-fitting pieces that are doing little to provide the financial security you need. If you're looking for a 100% pure fiduciary, and we'll put that in writing, low-cost, fee-only advisor who always puts you first, give Vestry a call at 800-386-3004. That's 800-386-3004. 3004 or visit us online at vestory v-e-s-t-o-r-y dot com your guides to a really great financial future tom and don are talking real money real money and real investments not speculating stuff by the way i bought gold recently i forgot to tell you that i should have for full disclosure i just did
Did you? Because I got a gold chain with a pendant on it for my wife's birthday this week. Did you tell her that? Does she know that it's gold? No, she did... didn't like the she didn't like the gift. She wants to take it back. You already gave it to her. Well, her birthday was last week. You said this coming week. No, no. I, I meant uh, if I did, I meant to say I bought some recently that I gave uh, away this week. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right, I'm going to go sell the gold because now it's way up. Yeah. I, I I don't need this wedding I ring. I got my ring. I don't need this. Oh, we- oh, let's yeah, not yeah, go do, there. Yeah. That's okay. a bad idea. 855-935-TALK. Call us. We love talking with you. And, Sue, you're next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hi. Hello, um, I'm trying to figure hey. out um, a formula to know what's uh, enough for retirement. I'm 62 years old, and I I've read several sources about... Uh, 10 times yearly expense. Is that the right formula to know? You know, that wouldn't be my favorite. I mean, an easy one that I've read other places, um, and we just mentioned Larry Swedro recently. I mean, Larry has said 25 times your uh, your annual salary is what you should have saved. Um, and that probably makes a lot more sense than 10 times well, I think she said 10 times her expenses. Expenses. So that's different. Yeah, than, but yeah, it's close because most people spend most of their money. I mean, there's some, I think there's some pretty available, decent retirement calculators online, too. Well, and one of the things, we the, the 4% rule has held up really, yeah. really well over time. It's held up pretty well. So when you look at the 4% rule, that really does say 20 times your expenses. That's what that says. Correct. 20 to 25 times your expenses. So we're in the ballpark at that 2025 number. That's really where you probably should be. Well, Are you? Let's just ask a couple of questions. I mean, you, I'm assuming so you're eligible for Social Security. Oh, pardon me? Yeah. Social Security, well, okay. um, I'll be getting probably around 30000 a year. Okay. If mm-hmm. I retire at And are you eligible for... Okay, and are you eligible and for a pension of any I type? Retire at seventy, uh, no, four hundred one k and SNP. Okay, SNP, yeah. Okay, what 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 are your annual roughly your annual expenses? Uh, around forty. And you're going to be getting thirty from Social Security, correct? Today, today's mm-hmm. dollars. Yes. Okay, so that means you need twenty times ten thousand dollars, or 25 times oh. a quarter of a million dollars because you got to include social security in there because you'll be eligible for that and again that's in today's dollars that amount will go up by the time you are 66 in four or five years yeah so 20 times whatever the the remainder so 40 minus 30 yeah. 10 okay bingo thousand you about okay, 200 you can x you can exhale now it scare me like 25 times yeah salary Ugh. I could tell. Okay. Yeah, no, no, tell. no, no, yeah. no. You, do, how much do you have saved right now for retirement? I have right now. I have about four hundred in retirement funds. You're in great shape. I think you're in great shape. But, but I, oh yeah, I will. I will say one thing. You're in great shape, no question. But that four hundred thousand needs to be very carefully invested, yeah. probably in a balance between you, because you said something about the S and P five hundred. Well, that could be part of the portfolio, but, but then you it. need to have other types of stocks, and they need to have a significant amount of fixed income if you're going to start drawing on that in four years or so. That needs to be very carefully considered because you're kind of in the red zone here for retirement. 
but you're in a good zone. You're, you you could you could take a deep breath, but you do want to make sure it's managed properly. You want to manage it for your risk tolerance. You got to make sure that it's comfortable for you to stay in it, no matter what the market does. That is absolutely the key to success. Yeah, okay. The majority is in the retirement 401k uh, target That's 2020 good. Vanguard. Oh, target 2020. Oh, then you're 55%. Oh, perfect. Oh. So you're doing great. Yeah, go for a walk. It's a nice yeah. sunny day. You're in such good shape, really. Take a deep breath. Enjoy life. Enjoy retirement. I think if you don't raise your expenses and you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to be very comfortable. 855-935-TALK. That's our number, 855-935-8255. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, that number works. So call anytime. Tom and Don are talking real money. Did you know I wrote a book? Yeah, about 10 years ago, I wrote a book about investing. Financial physics, with an F, how money and investing really work. It's a short read. It's a really easy read because, well, as you know, investing is way too easy to be this complicated. And it's been on sale for a long time at Amazon. I updated it in 2018 to a new version. But if you don't want to buy it, you can go buy it at Amazon. It's 10 bucks. But if you don't want to buy it, if you want it free, well, you can get it free two ways. One, you can get a PDF copy by going to TalkingRealMoney.com slash free. TalkingRealMoney.com slash free. If you don't put in the slash free, you can't find it. The other way is if you have an iDevice, like an iPhone or an iPad or a Mac, you can go get an interactive version of the book, a special edition that I made that's actually interactive, that's got videos and motion and things going on. And that's also free. Just look for financial physics, F-Y-S-I-C-S, in the Apple Bookstore or Apple Books or whatever they call it now. Or go to TalkingRealMoney.com slash free. TalkingRealMoney.com slash free. And I guarantee you'll enjoy the PDF or the iBook or your money back. Check it out. TalkingRealMoney.com slash free. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. You can talk real money with us if you just call us at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. And um, we did get a question sent in to Don and Tom, both at Vestry.com. We got that uh, this morning. Uh, and so I'm going to do that question right now. I ha- this, uh, it's a good thing I got it this morning because I put a lot of research into this one because I'd never heard of the company, which surprises me. Because they're huge. Hi, Tom and Don. How come you always get first billing? I don't know. Let's get top billing. Do you have any thoughts on the firm Investacorp? <laughs> I'm sorry. Whenever I say it, it makes, my, makes me laugh. Investacorp? It's the most generic name I've it, ever it's heard. An, I think it's an investing corp, maybe. Uh, from what I can tell at a high level, they're sort of an aggregator of investment advisor companies who operate with their own unique names. It does not seem that information on the companies below the parent Investicorp is available using BrokerCheck. I am simply trying to understand their business model at a high level. Appreciate your insight. Well, I did research. In <laughs> Investicorp, I got I to gotta make sure I have all this right because it's really confusing. Investicorp was started by a New York firm called Ladenburg Thalman. Oh, sure. I remember them. They were huge. Ladenburg. They actually were pretty big. Ladenburg Thalman created this as what we call in the industry a TAMP. 
In other words, a, 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 a an investment advisory firm that manages money, that does all the portfolio, the back office work and stuff for little tiny individual investment advisors around the country. That yeah, was so you, the advisor can just have relationships oh, with gotta, people and all the rest of the work is done. I yeah, still had your hearing thing myself. On. Yeah, I still had your so many times. Um, so the advisor can do the relationship part and then yeah. the rest of it basically is done by somebody else. Right. So, yeah, uh, Investicorp still exists. Now, just for a little bit of uh, additional information, Investicorp in 2016 was purchased by Securities America. Which is a another name firm. that you might know. Yeah, right. It's been around for a while, and they're pretty big. Well, now Securities in America was purchased in 2020 by Advisor Group, who I had never heard of before. It's a conglomeration of some big investment advisory firms around the country who all got together and formed one big company. Then they bought Securities America as their clearinghouse, and then now they so then they they their advisors. All, as far as I can tell, are all duly registered. That means they are, on one hand, required to put your, your client, interests ahead of yours, mm-hmm. fiduciary. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, mm, the other hand, kind of uh, murky. Yeah. Yeah. The then they hand, can kind of sell stuff. Yeah. 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 It's hard yeah. to know. Mm-hmm. So um, here's the deal. I went and looked up Investicorp's form ADV part two. Oh, which you just love doing. And one of the more interesting things about ADV Part 2s is the higher the page number of the page where the fees first show up, the <laughs> yeah. less you – I'm telling you, so this is going to be my next chapter in financial physics. It's going to be the ADV page number inverse of the quality of the advice. The higher the investing investing for the ages? No, I won't go in that one. In Okay. So the higher, the bigger, the higher the page number, the worse the advice is likely to be and the more expensive it's likely to be. They can charge in one place, they say 2%, but then they say, well, we might take 12B1 fees, so it could be as high as 3% for managing. 3%? Yeah, can 3%? be, but it's negotiable. So that is a real issue yeah. from, from my perspective is the, the fact that you're going to go to little Joe Schmo's shop. And they're under Investicorp. And the ADV says, hey, we can pretty much charge anything we darn well want. So you don't have clarity. And the point of the ADV was to provide clarity, which is one of the things I don't like about TAMPs, is that they provide opacity, not transparency. So if I was looking to work with an advisor who was under Instacorp, oh, Instacorp, Investicorp, (laughs) I knew you were going to turn them into Instacorp. Whole different company, folks. Whole different thing. Uh, I wouldn't. I, I just got to tell you, I would not do it. Well, the question is kind of why. Why would well, you? Well, because it's no, usually going to be a friend. It's going to be a friend well, that's of a what I'm friend. Saying. If you're a... out looking for a firm, that wouldn't be, you know, it's like it's like buying certain types of insurance. Few people go out looking for that. They get sold that general and one of our other rules is if they're duly if they're duly registered if they're both an investment advisor and a broker dealer and a stockbroker and a, a registered representative don't work with them period just don't work with them it's that simple tom and don are talking real money
We don't believe in seat-of-your-pants investing. We believe investing should be based on solid science, on academic research. That's why on July 29th, we'll be hosting a brand new class, The New Science of Real Investing, at 8 a.m. via Zoom. Get your tickets right now at TalkingRealMoney.com. Just click on the New Events button or the Events button and reserve your place. Go to TalkingRealMoney.com and make sure you're there to learn the science of real investing in our next online Zoom class. Go to TalkingRealMoney.com. Click on the Events button. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Oh, hello again. Are we going to say? Are we going to say what? anything about the the Kraken? I mean, I don't, I don't know. even Is know it? what you're talking about. The Kraken, the Seattle Kraken. Oh, you're talking it's about your new, soccer a, team? No. No, this is hockey. Hockey. Well, hockey. Why would we talk mascot. about hockey when there are no well, sports? It, really? It's business. It's business. No, it's this not. This is a business. No, it's not. You no? just like okay. the name. That, and, I think no, I don't I don't think I do. It's kind of Hollywood. It's a to me. mythical I, I sea creature. I know. I voted for totems, but that's probably politically incorrect, but that's what I want. Because that's historical. Okay. That's what the hockey team was here for a long time. And originally, I think it was the Metropolitans. They won the um, Stanley Cup in 1927. I'm, th- I'm glad you didn't suggest something like the Redskins or the Indians. Yeah, I could get really off. Yeah, anyway, so Kraken, such... it's over. I get over care. it. And See, I they, still uh... don't. You become obsessed with words. They get stuck in your brain, <laughs> and you that's have true. to find a way to use them in a conversation or it's like it's your version of an earworm it's just like You're, i must use the word kraken i don't know why did i'm you thinking say you? kraken did you say you you did you say use yeah, yeah. okay use. now I, use. my ex-wife told me don't use you messages just saying and are you still married to her exactly that work just out? saying yeah. all right just saying so don't use you messages i hear we anyway yeah. <laughs> Our relationships lasted longer than you. What with her? <laughs> I think it's about the longest one I got. So go ahead and keep using it. Right. You listen. 855-935-TALK is our number. Yeah, you call. can call that 24 hours a day, seven days a week, too. And we'll answer the questions on, now. The, on the podcast. You can call now, too. Yeah. But listen to this. Listen to this. Please. Jonathan Clements, who's a good friend. I've known Jonathan for years. I wrote a liner note on his book once. Uh, he has a newsletter. It's free. It's called The Humble Dollar. And it's actually very good. It's very, very HumbleDollar.com. Humble. Uh, yes, HumbleDollar.com. Yeah. Robin Powell, who's a British journalist, financial journalist, wrote an article for him. And I love this. I'm going to read you just the first part, okay? Listen, please. Listen Shh. and learn. Okay. When financial planners are asked at parties what they do for a living, many hesitate to be specific. Why? Because the inevitable follow-up questions relate to where they think the stock market, the dollar, interest rates, or the economy are headed, right? We know that. Yes. yes oh, every yeah. time. Mm-hmm. I go out to dinner with people. So where's the market going? I Anyway, he goes on. It's a myth that dies hard. The idea that a financial planner is a market prophet with special powers for foreseeing the next big boom or bust. To be sure, some advisors position themselves as forecasters or market timers, but the best planners tell you they have no idea where the market is headed. I'm going to go one step further. I'm going to say the industry should blame itself because it's held itself out as if it did know something about the future, generally. And he goes on to say that the only reason you should have a financial planner is for what the words themselves say. What do the words financial planner say? They don't say financial profit. 
financial psychic, financial prognosticator, guru. They say financial plan. Er. Er. The whole purpose of a good financial plan, er, is a good financial plan. That is the key to investing success. All of this other stuff is noise. Well, it gets back to, because we've had two calls today about this, kind of, when do I get back in the market because I got out? And what they're really asking is, how does the future look? Is mm-hmm. it unclear or is this a good time to jump back into stocks or what do I do? Right. Mm-hmm. And it gets back. This is what people expect you and I to know or advisors to know. And we don't know any better than you. But a good plan. Some is, will lie, though, and tell you they do. Oh, Many. Most will. Most will lie. Yeah. And tell you they do or act like it they makes do. them feel good, too. They think they're special. a plan should be about you, not about the market. This is the part that people struggle with, because. Wait a minute. Well, why am I hiring you? You know something about the future that, that you're going to share with me that's going to allow me to make more money or to keep my money, whatever it is. No, we don't. And and that's hard to tell people sometimes because they don't want to hear it and they don't want to believe it. But to tell any to tell someone otherwise. And this is a message for, for every one of you who deals with a financial advice provider, and all of you who are financial advice providers, to say anything other than what Robin Powell just said, we don't know the future, is to lie to your client. And you know it. Deep down, all of you advisors who do that know it's true. You do not know. But it makes you feel powerful to think you know or to have someone else believe you know something that is impossible to know. I'll go a step further. Again, uh, here's the thing I see a lot is people kind of advisors and people in the business sort of guarantee, for example, that stocks will make more than bonds in the short period of time. They don't know that. No. There are periods of time when bonds, I think until recently, there was a period of 10 years where certain type of bonds did better than a, a, a stock portfolio, right? Right. Nobody knows that. Nobody. And so- that's why you should probably have some of both. Uh, your plan should be built for good times, for bad times. It should be built for what you need to take out, because that came up again in a call today. And it should not be built depending on somebody knowing the future, depending on somebody picking stocks, depending on hiring somebody that can sort of beat the market. Those people do not exist. And anybody who tells you they exist is pandering to you. They're pandering. Do you like to be pandered to? Do you like to be lied to? If you like to be lied to, then go ahead, believe these people lose your money. But Robin Powell goes on further. Not only does a good financial planner create a plan, but they also, and you were alluding to this, they create the strategy for carrying out that plan. And part of that strategy is making sure you understand the unknowable nature of the future. And we know that most of the money that's made and lost on Wall Street is because people, they might have started out with a plan. They might have had an asset allocation, but then they get into the middle of 2000, 2008, 2020, and it gets in their brain that, hey, this, this is all different this time. I got to move my money here. I got to buy gold. I got to get out of stocks. Mm-hmm. That's about a third of people's losses there is moving at the wrong time, not having. I think David Booth is the one who said 
the most important thing about investing is having a strategy you can stick with because people do not. They change with the wind. They change with the situation. And that's a costly way to have your money managed. And Robin goes on to say in this piece, there will be bad years. That is a fact uh, in the stock market. But the stock market, and he says this flat out, which we really have to kind of hedge a little bit. I mean, we say stocks have had more good years than they've had bad years. He goes as far as 75 to 25. He goes as far as to say the stock market will have more good years than bad years. And the, the fact is, he doesn't know that, but he's probably right. So now again, go ahead. Well, no. So you, you need to build a plan that takes into account the fact that the market goes up and it goes down, but it goes up more than it goes down. Well, and to, if, if, if the numbers were to hold this year and we had another negative year in, with stocks globally, because right now in a global portfolio, you're still down. I know. Mm-hmm. I think the S&P 500 is about broken even. That will be two out of the last three years, 2018 mm-hmm. down, mm-hmm. 2019 up, up 2020 down. So now think of your odds. If you're getting back in the market, they got to be great. You got to make a lot of money, right? No way. Nobody Could be knows wrong that. again. Nobody knows. <laughs> exactly. Hey, thanks for being a part of the show. Uh, 855-935-TALK is our number. You can call that 24-7. We'll answer your questions on the podcast. So do it. Tom and Don are talking real money. If you're sick of your self-interested financial advisor and are looking for a 100% fiduciary low-fee investment advisor, call my firm, Vestry, at 800-386-3004 or visit us at vestry.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. And you don't want to miss. You really, if you want to know how investing is supposed to work, how it works based on scientific research, then you do not want to miss our upcoming online class, The New Science of Retirement Investing. It's coming up on Wednesday, the 29th of July at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 Eastern. And you can sign up for it at TalkingRealMoney.com. Just click on the event button, TalkingRealMoney.com. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now?